Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Supercharging Business Success, where our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to talk about how to build a beautiful business. We'll do that in just seven minutes with Steve Morris. Now, Steve has helped business builders, business leaders build literally unignorable brands, cultures, and businesses through his work as an advisor, author, and speaker. He's worked with business leaders from giant companies like Samsung and Sony and Habitat for Humanity and Amazon and on and on and on, including NFL and the uh, Major League Baseball and 250 other brands. That's taken him 27 years as an entrepreneur, and he's now so far served over three thousand business leaders globally. He reaches 25,000 readers through his blog and writes about branding, culture, leadership, and the intersection between work and life as a contributing writer for magazines like Retail Observer, Wisdom Well, Business Week, Brand Week, Conscious Mag, uh, uh, excuse me, Conscious Company Magazine, Communication Arts, How Magazine, and marketing profs. It's amazing what 27 years will do, Steve. It's <laughs> a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, uh, I've been running my business in 1999. So I'm, I'm, I never, I'll never catch up to you, but I'm, that's uh, all right. That's quite some right. Time. Yeah. So Steve, who's your ideal client? My ideal client, Bill, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me on the conversation. Uh, my ideal client is uh, kind of the apex of two things. Let's first and foremost, quickly, very quickly talk about size. They're probably between, uh, uh, I don't know, a seven and, and, uh, and nine figure company. They probably have uh, at least five years under their belt and they're at looking for a big evolution. They're at the apex of change. They want to take their business to the next level. And I'm industry agnostic. I've worked in all kinds of industries. I could probably spend 10 minutes here rattling off all the different kinds of ones. You've mentioned some of those brands at the very uh, start of this conversation. Yes, indeed, indeed. So, but I do know that they have a common problem, Steve, that you solve for them. And what is that problem? Yeah, the, the companies that I work with come in through one of three doors, uh, and it's either the brand door, the culture door, or the business strategy door. Uh, the common problem that exists is typically something that has to do with the unification or integrity between those three systems. So what is the brand? Where are we at with the brand? What is the culture? How healthy is our culture? How is that connected to how we serve our customers? And how does that through line connect with the business strategy? So the problem is the integrity that exists or lack thereof in that through line. Okay, so um, shift a teeny bit from left to right, uh, uh, right brain and tell us uh, about the feelings, emotions, symptoms, or whatever might be going on in our listeners that would give them a signal. It's time to talk to Steve Morris. Yeah, if it's the brand door, likely they're talking uh, that they've had either a market penetration issue, they've had a new competitor come into their space, or they're having a hard time capturing and retaining customers that they're used to capturing and retaining. If they come in through the culture door, typically they have uh, what's called an engagement issue, a high turnover issue, or here in the great resignation, uh, they have uh, a hard problem attracting more of the right employees into their organization, or even really engaging with their current employees. 
So uh, our listeners, I, I go so far as to say almost every one of them has been hardwired to try to solve problems on their own. And when they go about trying to solve these issues that you pointed out by themselves, what are the mistakes that you see uh, happening over and over again, Steve? The biggest mistakes I see, and again, Bill, I'll talk about this from both the brand and the culture side, is they build a brand that represents the exterior of their organization. So they, they, they get into, they work with an agency and develop a new logo and new identity and, you know, build the exterior, the aesthetic, or even the voice side of their brand without tethering that into the heart and soul of their company. And on the culture side, it kind of happens the same way. They tend to pe- treat the people as more a revolving door and how do we you know, pay them more money or give them better benefits rather than really identify what is the core drivers behind our organization and start with the deep in, deeply held beliefs such as the core values and how that's connected through an employee experience and then the customer experience. So uh, Steve, uh, I imagine you've got a long list, but tell us one single thing that our listeners might be able to do uh, maybe today, one single thing that, that would help them kind of move on, break through this roadblock they've got in front of them and, and uh, start getting some positive traction. Yeah, I, I would say start as deeply with inside the deeply held beliefs of your organization as you possibly can. And that goes into, you know, practices around what is the essence of our company? Why are we really in business beyond just making money? And have a very clear set of answers to that. So start deep in, start with heart and soul and the core belief systems within the organization and get very, very crystal clear answers to why you're in business beyond making money and then build on that. Okay, okay, good. So that's even deeper than maybe the core values that are written on the wall. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, I know you've got a beautiful resource that you've thought up, a free gift for people. So tell us about this resource, and then where would they go on your website to get their hands on it? Absolutely. So the resource that I give out to people and would love to give to your your audience members is a resource I put together on how to build a people first organization. And it really talks about there's 10 principles within it. There's a whole guideline system that I developed on how to build a people first organization. And this is not just around culture building and employee attention and retention and attraction, but also how to build a cultural system that attracts more of the right customers. So it's very detailed. It's got case studies in it. It's based on a a talk that I gave recently at hr.com, one of my first conferences back in front of live people. And people can go to matterco.co slash people first and download that directly from the, the URL. There's 10 tricks, tricks and tips within that that people can download from that. And I'm sure we can put the, the link in the show notes. We can definitely do that on the audio version, though. It'll, they won't be able to get their, their eyes on that. So one more time, the URL is yep. matterco.co, M-A-T-T-E-R-C-O dot C-O slash people dash first. Yes. Excellent. So, Steve, look, I told you I'd ask you seven questions in seven minutes, but I just asked six and I don't have a seventh. So what were you waiting for me to ask you, hoping for me to ask you? And then what's the answer to that un, 
asked question. <laughs> I love it. Well, th- I think the unasked question uh, goes into my free giveaway, which is why would anyone build a people first organization? And I think, you know, the, the, as we see here in the re- great resignation or great recalibration or whatever we're calling it these days is the reason you would build a people first organization is you want to take care of the people that take care of your company. And the more that you do that, the more you attract like-minded, like-hearted people who are signing up, not just for a job, but for, for, for their calling that is at the heart and soul of the center of your organization, the more you can rally your team around that, the more belonging you have, the more integrity you have, and the more they will take care of your clients and customers. So that's why you should build a people-first organization. And that's by fantastic. the way, it's better for our culture and better for the people too. It absolutely is. And uh, I, that resonates with me a great deal. And I have a specific client of mine, Steve, I'm going to give that URL to. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. He's i uh, I see. I'm going to guess he's had a 300% increase in staff in the last 15, 18 months. And uh, his, his growth is starting to tail and, mm-hmm. and what he's suffering from is just what you pointed out when it was smaller he felt he had a people first organization and now he's just further away from people. So I'll give him that link. So thanks for being here with us, Steve. That was fantastic. Thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure always to spend time with you. I hope your listeners got a ton of value out of this. And, and furthermore, I hope they get a ton of value out of the free download. Yes. Yes. I believe they will for sure from the download and hopefully you enjoyed everybody listening to what we had to say today, Stephen and I uh, having a little conversation. So look, in closing, let's focus on the single fact. And that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management, and number three, leveraging high-performance teams. So thanks for listening, Steve. Once again, thanks for sharing your time with us today. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate everything.